0: RadioInfluence.com You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Uh, this is my first episode since the Buccaneers had their draft. And, you know, we do. I do the Beckles and Retro show Monday through Friday, and we talk about the draft and different things. And I like to let everybody know that uh, I dabble in the draft, and I'm not in the category of a lot of these other... Clowns who believe that they are draft experts, like Mel Kuipers and the Todd McShays, and once again, ass clowns who really believe they know what they're talking about. And I'm not in that category. I really don't believe. I don't know if I what I'm talking about because that's not my thing. If you said to me, Ian, your job is to evaluate college talent, I promise you, I watch every film on every one of these kids and let you know what I think. But that's not my job. So when the Buccaneers have a draft every single year, I get hundreds of questions. How do you think the Bucs draft went? And my my question is, I haven't really thought about it because I don't know much about these athletes. And I'm coming to you guys and gals with that attitude. They drafted them. They did their homework. We have to believe that Jason Light and the front office and the Buccaneers know what the hell they're doing. And we have to kind of look back on what they've done in the past, whether we think this is going to be successful in the future. So when I look at some of these athletes, I look at it with a grain of salt because I didn't have the time to watch weeks of these guys film, which the Buccaneers had to do to evaluate the talent. I'm just letting everybody know. To know somebody, whether somebody can play or not, personally, I would have to watch six full films. You can watch one film and go, oh my God, this guy's amazing. But it could be against Albuquerque State. Uh and maybe the next game game's against Ohio State. And maybe he gets his ass whooped. You see the difference? So all these athletes that I look at I look at their highlight films. I see some things they do well, some things they don't do so well. So take these with a grain of salt. Their number two pick was Logan Hall, defensive end out of Houston. Uh, if you would break him down as an athlete, he looks like Will Ghoston pretty much or a Marcus Jones type player. If you guys are a little older than uh, I remember Marcus Jones, he plays with pretty darn good leverage for a big kid. Uh, I think he's, he's, I mean, he's long, 6'6, six, 6'7. Six, six, it's He looks like he could carry a lot more weight. So, to me, I think he's a project, okay? The Buccaneers are going to have to get something out of Logan Hall this year. They're going to have to. JPP's probably not, I don't see, resigning. Will Golsan's getting to the back end of it, and he's going to need some help. So, this young kid probably won't be asked to do a whole lot, but... I think you're going to see his name a little bit, kind of like you saw uh, Joe Joe Tryon Trianka last year. We probably saw t- too much of him last year. Okay. I don't think they wanted him to play as much as he actually did. In the second round and uh, the second pick, they got Luke Gadecki, a tackle from uh, Central Michigan. Um, you know, we, we talked to people from Pro Football Focus, and they actually grade college uh, grades as well, and they said he graded out well, which is a good thing. doesn't really mean much. He's a tackle who could also play guard. Um, I, could, I could see him going at it with Stinney as you know that other starting guard. Uh, as a tackle, his, 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 hands are a little bit low in his punches, uh, I don't foresee him being a starting tackle in the NFL in his rookie year. Okay. He's not Tristan worse. We don't need him to be Tristan worse. We probably need him to be a backup backup tackle and somebody who can maybe, maybe start at one of the guards, maybe compete at one of the guards. Um, You know, the competition that he went up against in his film is kind of questionable. But once again, Jason Light and all his people, you got to give them credit for some of the things they've done in the past and some of the diamonds and the rough they've found as far as the offensive line go. Uh, Third round, number 91 pick overall, they pick uh, Rashad White, running back out of Arizona State. Uh, I'll be honest with you, looking at his highlights, he's pretty darn impressive. He's a big kid, 6'2", 2'10". Um, If this was the 1990s, he might be a first-round pick. Seriously, he's that good. Like I, I, I block for Anthony Thompson, and and in, in my senior year, he was a second in the Heisman. He ended up being a, a second-round pick. This kid's better than him. I mean, that's just. It's unfortunate for running backs that you know uh, organizations don't want running backs anymore. If I if I was a, a a team, I'm not picking a running back in the first two rounds for what to do what so he can play what three years and then go go away. Who was the last running back worth the pick? Oh wait, who's worth the pick? Can't say Saquon Barkley. You wouldn't pick that again, would you? Derrick Henry may may not be the same player ever again. Who else is there? There's not a lot out there, people. You know Alvin Kamara. He wasn't Alvin Kamara when he came out of college. He was kind of created. So why would you pick? Uh, running back in in the first round, I wouldn't do it. He's a smooth kind of slashing dude. He, he reminds me a little bit of Le'Veon Bell with his patience. Uh, anybody older than that, kind of a, a Marcus Allen type of guy. Um, and you know, he's one of those guys. Give me another um, project, but running back to me is all about the offensive line. Okay, And it got nothing to do with the running back in the NFL. So if we get anything out of Rashad White, we're in, we're we're in good hands. Guys, confidence is taking you this far in life, but when you were talking about the bedroom, we need a little extra oomph. And that's why we have to go to Blue Chew. This is Ian Beckles for Blue Chew. I've been basically talking about them for a couple of years now. You know, being 54 years old, you got to have a little extra oomph in the bedroom like I said before and you know you don't quite you don't quite perform like you do when you were 18 years old We need a little love so way back when I went to Viagra and see Allison for myself that gave me headaches and I didn't really like the side effects and then I found Blue Chew and Blue Chew to me has the same effect um, you don't have the headaches you don't have the side effects and I really haven't messed around with Viagra or Cialis ever since uh, Blue Chew is unique and their only online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis but in a chewable tablet and for a fraction of the cost you can take it anytime day or night so you can plan ahead and uh, so you're ready whenever the opportunity arises so I'm just telling you guys it's something you have to take advantage of and you you could get a benefit for a little extra confidence when it's time to perform and Blue uh, Blue Chew can help you, and we have a great special for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code FLAVA, that's F-L-A-V-A, at checkout, just $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code FLAVA, to receive your first month absolutely free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information, and we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Now, in the uh, fourth, fourth round, they picked Cade Otten, uh, tight end from Michigan. Um, you know, good-looking kid. We talked to uh, Anthony Becht about him a little bit. Um, you know, last week, you know, when we had him on, on, uh, on our show, he's 6'5", 250 pounds. Nothing overly special about this kid. He runs average routes. If I would probably can compare him to anybody that the Buccaneers remind him, remind him of is maybe Dave Moore. But listen, if you have a Dave Moore-type uh, career, you're doing okay. Dave had a great career, but he just wasn't the biggest guy. He wasn't the fastest guy. He didn't run the best routes. He just was an intelligent football player. So, there was a couple plays I saw. He uncoiled on Aiden Hutchinson against Michigan. Likes to stick his nose in things. So, um Another guy, we may need a little bit more out of him than we expected, okay? Because we have no idea what Rob Gronkowski is going to be doing in the offseason. Fourth pick, uh, fourth rounder, they they brought in Jake Kamarda, uh, punter from Georgia. Um, listen, I'm not gonna sit here and talk to you guys about punters all day long. He was SEC Special Teams Player of the Year. Uh, had a good, had a good, you know, career. Uh, averaged 46.7 yards and uh, first team All SEC. So, you know, if we get him out. Of, if we can get him starting as punter, we probably save a little bit of money on the salary cap, and that's a good thing. Uh, fifth round, they brought in Zion McCullum, cornerback from Sam Houston State. Um, long football player, six foot two. Um, did really good in the combine, I guess, on his uh, short cone drill, which is good for explosiveness. Uh, he, he's you he have to question the competition again. He went to Sam Houston State. His technique is very questionable at times. Uh, so to me, he's going to be a big time project. And um, I say down the way with his size at six foot two, he probably ends up being a safety when it's when it's all said and done. Uh, after that, they got Cole Keith, tight end from um, Minnesota. Uh, you want to talk about a kid who's grimy and <laughs> he didn't catch many balls in college. He's just strictly a blocker, uh, Anthony O'Claire type player. If the Buccaneers sign him, that's fine. If he makes a team, that's fine. But uh, he better learn how to play some special teams. He makes a team. And the last pick they brought in, uh, Andre Anthony, defensive end from LSU. Um, 25 years old, okay? He's four, 250 pounds, played six years at LSU, so he probably had a medical red shirt, probably had a COVID red shirt. So a little bit older of a player, uh, had some injuries, uh, ran a good 40, and he's going to be one of those guys where you may get a diamond in the rough because you got a kid that, you know, had some injuries and maybe ends up being a special teams player, so... That's all the Buccaneers draft picks in a nutshell. Uh, the Buccaneers are in a, in a good situation where they don't need any of those guys to jump up and be a starter. Maybe one of the offensive linemen have to do a little something. Maybe one of the tight ends have to do a little something. But other than that, uh, the Buccaneers are in a good situation where they have veteran players. They still have to figure out what they're doing with Gronk. So they still have to figure out what they're doing with uh, JPP and Sue but um we don't have none of those names have to be the guy like some other teams like the Green Bay Packers who they better figure out a way to bring an, a, a wide receiver out of their draft. So we have Tom Brady back, and uh, if we can get anything out of that draft, it'll be a beautiful thing. If anybody ever wants to hit me up, it's Ian Beckles at radioinfluence.com, and please make sure you're listening to the other podcasts and Beckles and & Retro 95.3 WDAE, Monday through Friday, uh, 3 to 7. So hope everybody has a wonderful week, and uh, let's hope things just keep on going smooth for the Bucks in the offseason because I'm looking forward to a beautiful uh, year. Have a wonderful week, and please be safe. Out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.